God created us in His image so that we could become a reflection of who He was. And somewhere along the line, we decided that we were going to change something. That our, ident- I, that our identity in him wasn't good enough. We wanted something more. Isn't that just like, isn't that just like your wife always? I mean, your husband just <laughs> wanting, always want more. And not understanding that the image that was already given was, a, was the purest form of who God was. I keep going back to the garden because of that, that, that moment, that season of worship that they had with their creator. One so desired that God would step down out of eternity and walk the garden with them. Most of us, well, we lock the doors hoping God ain't showing up. And we say, hey, if you're going to come over, can you call? Make sure my house is clean. Come on, you know where I'm going. Because see, we, we, oh my goodness. Can you do me a favor? Can you go to my office and get the, the, yeah, the marker so that I can write on this board and you can put that board there. Sorry, this ain't, this ain't one of those organized structured deals. I just, we just going to go. I know where I want to head anyway. But we have allowed our desire to overrule God's creation and his desire in us. Can I just teach to you today? Will you stay awake if I just teach to you? Oh, well, I'm going to have to get rid of that. I can't write on that. Yeah, what do you got on that? Right. <laughs> See, you can't, you can't come up in here, man, and get, get in the presence of God and, and walk up with a clean hand. It just don't, it's why you have to ask. Y'all be leaving stuff laying on the altar and stuff and let people picking things up, you know? Picking your old nasty rags up. But due to the sin nature of man now our mirror has become distorted at one time and we could see the reflection of god are you really hearing that there there was a time in history that we were a direct reflection of god I didn't know God looked as good. Stop. That's what you were saying. That, I just heard it. I just repeated it. But man, there, there was a mirror. Don't make fun of my mirror. Look like an egg. Easter's coming. Y'all like chasing Easter eggs on Easter because y'all think bunnies lay eggs. Now it looks like a Mr. Potato Head. Oh, they got rid of him too, didn't they? Okay, look, check this out. Here, this is what's taking place. Man, sin has distorted. Oh, it goes right along in line. Because sin has distorted the image. Go to Matthew, Tommy. Go to, go to Matthew, Tommy. Now, look, 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 look. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, let me just catch you up real quick. The Pharisees and the Sadducees was the church. I wish God would silence the church today. Hmm? They gathered together, the church people. And they said, okay. 
If you read the whole chapter of 22, it's all about them. The Bible says they were testing him. So we're, we're here now. And then it says, then one of them, a lawyer. Good job, Matthew. Matthew threw it right on in there for us. See, it wasn't just, it wasn't just a congregant. It wasn't just an usher. It was a lawyer. It was one educated. Don't you love it when the educated come and question? Because <laughs> God will take the dumb and confound the wise. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, Rabbi. See, that's the problem with some of us right now, too. We're still calling him teacher and rabbi. We don't call him Lord now. We, we'd rather him teach us something, but we don't want him to control anything. Which is the great commandment, which is the great commandment in the law. Now, you, you've got to understand something here. The law that he's talking about isn't what you and I would consider, because if I say the law, you automatically, probably most of you, the majority of you, went to the Ten Commandments. By this time, the religious folk, the church, had decided that the ten wasn't good enough. So they added two, bringing the amount somewhere around about close to plus or minus 613. And you knew it had to be a lawyer. Because he probably knew him. So he's going to ask and test God. How many of you know you probably isn't a good thing to be testing God? There wasn't anything that they knew that he didn't already know. I love Jesus' answer because he didn't give them just one. See, he had to go ahead and give them two answers because he knew that the question they was asking wasn't the right question anyway. So I'm going to give you the answer to the question that you should have asked. I love it how he does that. I mean, if you're in prayer time, you keep on staying up and sometimes God will give you an answer to something else. You go, I ain't even talking about that. That's what you should be talking about. This is why I'm talking to you. You ever got in there and you're praying and you're praying and you're praying about somebody? You ain't praying for them, you're praying about them. You, you, done, you done threw them up as a sacrifice on the table, right? You done cut and hacked them people up in front of God. And God right now, God says, hey, you know that you got that thing of bitterness in your heart? And you go, well, wait a minute, we're talking about that. That's exactly right. I need to get you back on the question that you should be bringing up. He answers twice. Two questions. Or two answers. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Just hang on because we ain't left where we were at. We're still right up in the mix of this this morning. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. I think one of the Gospels even adds strength. I mean, the, the, the message of that whole thing is love God with everything you got. How many of you know, man, if we just, if we would take care of that one alone and love him with everything we got, everything else will fall in line. But here was the problem. He knew us. He said, <laughs> This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like this, <laughs> or it's like it. It's like the first one. It's, it's the same as, if not as important. He give us two relational commandments that would feed, that would nurture, that would allow us to operate in all other relations. The one was love God. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And it says, on these two commandments hang all 
the law and the prophets. I mean, I can do the first one, I think. Some people still struggle. I do too. But I think we can do, we can probably get that one of loving God. It's not the question of whether God exists. We, we, we can love God. Or at least we can try. Because some of us still have an issue with our heart. And don't you know that it's out of the heart flow the issues of life. And if your heart's not right, your love for God can't be correct. So he says, love him with all your heart, all your soul, your, 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 your will, your mind, your emotions. See, we, we have to love him with, with everything. In, in, anything and everything that we can think of or, or pull up, we, we have to love God through it. Some of you wouldn't say the things that you say if you truly check the love for God that you say you have. Others wouldn't do what they do if they would check the love that they say they have for God because out of the love for God, oh, come on, come on. Because he, he said, go and love your, go love your neighbors as your... We have problems loving ourselves. Because if you didn't have problems loving yourself, you could love your neighbor all day long. But because of the way you love your neighbor, it is a direct reflection of how you love yourself, which is also a reflection of how you love in God. Come on, church. Oh, talk, talk religion to me. Well, you don't understand. Talk it. I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm not God. He is. And he knows exactly you know, that's probably one of the greater questions that's ever rode through generations. It wasn't, it's not the question of does God exist? The question is, can God relate to me? I mean, can God, how, how do, can God really know how I feel because my, Child is hooked on drugs. I mean, can he really know how I feel? That my that my that my wife or my husband cheated on me. Can he really know how I feel? Can he really can he really relate to me? The answer is yes. Because see, he came as the Son of Man, but he was fully God. I get it. I. Okay, all right. But while he was here on earth, the Son of Man walked the walk as the Son of Man, not the Son of God. He walked as the Son of Man. Acts says that the Holy Spirit came upon him, and then he began to preach and teach and heal. So he walked the walk to give us an idea and an example of what it meant, was meant to how we should walk the walk. We walk it by the Holy Spirit. We don't walk it out of our flesh, our will, and our emotions. But here he is as the Son of Man. Walk. Eric, I bet you that there was a time that a woman came on to Jesus. He went through what you and I went through. He was tempted all forms. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. He was tempted in all forms. See, if you can't get up with that, you might want to get another Bible. Jesus was tested. Oh, let me use a better word. Jesus was proven. He was proven. I like that word better. 
Because, see, we'll fail at tests. But he'll prove that he, he, he proved that his love for God meant more than anything else in this world. But because of the sin nature and because of the marred mirror that we have in our life, we have a tendency to look at others through our reflection. I don't know. It almost looks like a head with some big ears. That didn't help, did it? All right, there's some wood. Okay. You laughing at me? You come up here and draw. I ain't ready for this. I didn't even have time to practice. See, in our mirror, some of you looked in that mirror this morning. Some of you looked into a mirror of unworthiness. We we all go through something. I mean, we we look through our mirror with past experiences, which we allow to dictate how we walk, how we react, how we respond. We all have this marred mirror. We, see, we, we looked at I'm not a gambling man, but if I were, I would bet that majority of us have that one. Don't have to be drugs and alcohol. Get you see, you got right. you, you got your mind twisted. Yep. As long as the enemy can keep your mind distorted in what it really is, he can keep you right where he's got you, and everything's good. Addictions deal with <laughs> way more than drugs and alcohol. Do we need to put the list up here? Y'all okay with just understanding it's addictions? But see, we, we get so caught up in seeing our brokenness, seeing our reflection in the mirror in a distorted reflection, that some of the things that are actually sinful things, we begin to call them cultural things. Because we don't see it like that now. It's not, we're not seeing clear. Oh, me cheating on my wife, man, that's culture. That's a cultural acceptance. Come on, church. Don't tell me it's not out in the world. Don't tell me it's not out in the world. Oh, we, we, we dress inappropriately all the time. We try to show our hickey moshies and everything while we're walking down the street. And it's okay. And everybody is supposed to accept that. Even the church begins to, to, to walk in this acceptance because they have a distorted look of what the pureness and holiness of God is. And if God did not love you, he would have left you as you were in the garden. But he didn't. God chose to send someone, not just anyone. But he chose to send a man as a child. You can't tell me that he came just to forgive our sins of the world. You can't just tell me that because if that would be the case, he would have died as a child. Why did God leave him here for generations? 
Why did God leave him here so long to walk out this world? You think that maybe there's a possibility that he wanted to show you a pure reflection of who he was. See, if you want to know what God looks like, look at Jesus. If you want to know how God will respond, look at Jesus. Not the You want to know how God's going to react to adultery? Don't go to the church asking them. Go to God. Because Jesus said, hey, okay, they was wrong. Whichever one of you, I'll give you some south, some, some southern land. Any of y'all ain't done it? <laughs> Throw your rock. But to those that can't stand in the standard of God, put your rocks down, take a walk. Come on, church. See, our problem is we've gotten into this Bible, which is a good mirror for us to be looking through. We've gotten into this Bible now, and it's not become a mirror. It's now become a sword for somebody else. Because the only way that we feel good about ourselves or we're okay with how we act is to show that we're not. Come on. Okay. Well, wait a minute. All right. Hang on a minute. Because now when we look in the mirror, well, I thank God that, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any of these, those experiences. Like, or I'm, not, I'm not struggling with that. Thank God I'm not like them. You've never said that, right? Well, we need to lay hands on you right now. You can't sit there in honesty and tell me that you've never looked at somebody and said, thank God I'm not that person. Who gives you the right to say what that person's like and what that person's not like? Don't you know that sin is sin? Don't you know that your dirt is just as bad as somebody else's dirt? Just because it looks different, it might be topsoil or red clay, but it's still dirt. We all have it, but we're all looking through this mirror of what we've created due to the sin in the garden. But there was something that took place. Tommy, I'm trying to think. I might have it. I did get some notes for y'all. I just ain't using them. Um... Go to Hebrews 1.3. Now this is talking, if you, you want everything in context and everything, go, go to the, verse, the first verse and then read through. But th this is God talking. Th this, is, this is what God is, basically. This is what God is saying, Okay. And they're talking about Jesus, who being the brightness of his glory. Whose glory? God's glory. Jesus was being the brightness of his glory. And the express, the exact image, the exact reflection, the expression of his image, of his person. Jesus was God in the flesh. Now this man the God-man, the Son of Man, came to earth so that He could reconcile us and bring us back to the original idea of us being 
a direct reflection. That just looks just as bad, don't it? Try to look through that mirror, you can't see nothing. It's like going to some of these car washes that do a half job. If you want it done better, do it yourself at home. Ain't that right? See, boy, we can pull it out and blame others. I've just done it and then got amen with it. So I'm just, I'm here to tell you, we ain't got this thing together, Charlie. We might think we do, but we don't. We still lack. We still lack, but it's because of the image that we have. You know what I probably should have done. I should have left up here all your, all your pain and your addictions and your hurts and your experiences. and all, I should have left out all that up there just so, that I could, just so that I could do this again. <laughs> and show you that there was a man sent. The one that said you was worth saving. He came. And when he came, he expressed his love. See, the church reacted, responds to the love that was already given. God sent his son through love. And as we receive that love, we're able to give. I'll get to that in a minute. But here comes Jesus. We've got a reflection again. But the enemy who hates God doesn't want you to believe that you can look in that mirror and see the reflection of God. Come on, see, I know it's going to sting this morning. Because don't nobody, want, don't nobody like being compared to God. But I'm just trying to tell you that when Jesus came and he died, he was glorified that we would become sons of God. That we, he would be one of many sons. See, if I, if I go there, man, y'all, gonna, y'all will just split. You're going to have to read the Bible, baby. If you, if you want to be more than what you are right now in Christ, in the faith, you're going to have to read the Bible and apply its word to your life. Because, see, I read mine. I, I, I read it like this. I am redeemed. I am saved. I am more than a conqueror. I can do all things. How are you seeing yourself? If you're having troubles of what's happening in your life and where you're heading in the faith, you need to begin reading the Bible and looking in this mirror. And you need to be talking to yourself. Oh, here's, oh my goodness gracious. There's a problem. You know why Jesus told disciples or told these Pharisees and Sadducees that you need to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and body, and love your neighbor as yourself. See, he, he needs you to love yourself because what is, the, what is one of the... <laughs> yeah. The second most important relationship you'll ever have ain't with your wife, it's not with your children, it's not with the church. It's with yourself. Your relationship with daddy ain't good. But, and I don't want to just leave it there because that would be unfair. Because some could say, I have a good relationship with daddy. Here's the problem. You don't believe what you've received from the relationship. You can't give anybody anything that you don't believe that you've already received. So if you don't feel loved by God you can't love yourself and if you don't love yourself you can't love your neighbor as yourself or you do <laughs> it's pretty much you hate your neighbor as you hate yourself but you, you get what I'm going from 
God is trying to get us to understand that there is, there is a way to love him and to love everybody else the way we love ourselves. But in order to be that proper reflection, the pure reflection, we, we need to make sure that what we have for ourselves is love. Because if we don't love ourselves, we can't love anything else. Or, let me put it this way, we can only love everything else to the level in which we love ourselves. Does that make more sense? See, if you don't believe that you've been forgiven, uh-oh, you won't forgive nobody else. We struggle because we've taken a relationship with our Father in Heaven and because of church buildings, now we've turned it into a religious atmosphere and now it becomes our works alone. And if you don't walk based on how I think you should walk, you're wrong. Who said I was right? Come on, church. We, we do this dangerously. See, Jesus, when, and when they caught that woman, Jesus wasn't trying to condemn the woman. He was trying to set the woman free through forgiveness. Church, will you practice that? The moment that you cannot find in yourself to forgive someone that has wronged you based and according to what you perceive to be wronged, you become self-righteous. And can I tell you that is dangerous ground? Because now you've taken on the ability to forgive other sins. Or condemn them. We like to use the word judge. They love that scripture. They love that scripture. Don't judge me. I'm just checking the fruits, baby. That's all I'm doing. Now, none of us... Paul put it like this, not that I have attained. <laughs> and, and none of us have. Okay? And none of us will until that day. But can I tell you, because I used to be pointed at all the time, you're a perfectionist. Well, I'm not really a perfectionist, but I do strive to be perfect. Call it bad if you want to. But this is forget what's behind me and to strive for, to reach for, to stretch for what's ahead of me. What's ahead of you? Come on, church. What, what's ahead of you? Not a trick question. Glory, right? What's in glory? Perfection. Y'all ain't going to know how to act. Y'all going to get up there and y'all going to look around. Man, y'all going to throw your nose up at Moses. Not you. But you... <laughs> Y'all go throw your nose up to Moses. Because y'all go look at him and go, look at him. He thinks he's perfect. He is. Because he's in glory. That's right. I don't want to miss some of this. Colossians 1.15, Tommy. And then I'll give you one more verse. He, Jesus. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Jesus. He, he walked on earth just like you and I. Not, Jesus didn't do this arrogantly. Jesus done this 
as an example that you can do what it is that you want to do. I am not, not that I won't fall to sin, and I still have problems with that, honestly. Because if my love for God was as strong as I thought it was, come on, church. Because the sin's not the first look at a hot woman. God created women, love women. The sin's not in the first look. But when I have to go turn around the block to check it out again, got a problem. Look, and I'm telling you from experience. See, y'all can't, uh, they, the pastor, oh, Lord. I'm just telling you from experience, brother. Done been there, done that. God made some beautiful women. But I had to understand, hey, whoa, 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 problem. Ding, ding, ding. Holy Spirit said, uh-uh. Sometimes I wish he'd make my tire blow out when I turn the corner. <laughs> make it, I didn't really go around the block to come back. But I did check mirrors. I know, you men, <laughs> y'all so strong, I don't do that, <laughs> liar. <laughs> Women, you've done the same thing. Yeah. See, women don't want to hear. started on them firemen calendars. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me going. <laughs> Quit a minute. <laughs> See, what the church don't want to understand or don't even want to know is that women are just as bad. Come on, the statistics pretty heavy. The statistic is pretty heavy in pornography with women. So don't go there with me on that. I'm just telling you, I had a problem. And if I wouldn't have heeded the voice of the Holy Spirit, I'd still have a problem. See, I do stupid stuff. See, y'all don't act like me, but that's good. Too, by the way, for the world. <laughs> but I'd be driving, see a pretty woman. I would scream to myself, squirrel. I'd be looking for one up in the tree. <laughs> see, I was willing to look stupid for God. Amen. Walking down the street, squirrel! People think, what, what's wrong with him? <laughs> right? Too many times in our life, we continue to walk because it's now become an acceptable culture. It's not. It's sin. It's wrong. It's not the image in which God has created you. I'm glad he didn't send me to be Jesus. Well, because we'd all be done. We would all be done. Romans 8, Tom. For whom he foreknew. Who did he foreknow? Who? Who? Who did he foreknow? He foreknew you. Guys, if there's anything that I can help you out with in the Bible as far as reading it, put your name in the Word. 
See, when you can make it, it oh, it's going to sting. See, that's why people don't want to do it, too, because it stings sometimes. Because now we look at it and we go, ooh, uh-oh. <laughs> Let's say church here. <laughs> Let's say other people here. He also predestined. Look. He predestined to what? To be conformed to the image of his son. See, people got problems with this scripture because they say, well, if we're already predestined, we're predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. You're not going to be there. You're not there. But we are to be conformed. See, the people that don't serve God, this goes back to, to serving God with, with all your or loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind. People that don't serve God, they always bring up this thing with me, the lame stuff, that, well, you just need somebody to make you feel good. If, th- if this makes you feel okay, if it helps you in your thought process and in your mind, then that's fine, but I just don't need that because I'm much stronger than who I am. They think that you've lost your mind. See, it, it, it ain't about losing your mind. It's about renewing your mind. The problem is you're still hung up in the garden and looking through a distorted mirror, and I have realized that God sent his son to come down and wash my mirror so that I can get a better reflection of who I am in him. But too many of us choose to live the other way. I'm almost done. I think. Okay. Okay, just... Just because, okay? Problems. <laughs> All right? You with me? That's what you're looking for, problems. See? Now I'm going to go up there. <laughs> I'll use this one. You get problems, right? And for whom he foreknew, he foreknew me, he also predestined me to become conformed to the image of his son. What is his son? The image of his son is who? The direct reflection of who God is. So I am to be conformed to that image so that I too now can be the direct reflection. See, it's too heavy for you. That I can be reflection of who God is. People should be able to look at me and go, man, there's something different. Man, you got God in you. There's a change in you. Something has happened in you. And if we're not walking with that in our life, we're missing something. We're looking through the distorted, a broken mirror. To be conformed to his image. We ain't lost our mind. We're just transforming our mind. You can call it what you want, but that's what I'm going to do. Oh, and he goes down, he says, and moreover, whom he predestined, these, (laughs) not only did he predestine you, (laughs) but he's also called you and if he's called you which he did that scripture says it is then he also justified and whom he justified he goes he come on church listen to me you're fighting things in your mirror that are not direct reflections of the Son of God. You're not weak. You're not hurt. You're not full of pain. Here goes Pastor, now he's going to preach fake it to you. No, listen, listen to me. This is why you're having the problem. This is why you struggle in what you struggle with. Because you have yet to see you. 
as God's created you. He said you're whole, fulfilled. And we're walking our life in emptiness and brokenness and hurts and pain. He said, that's not, that's not who you are. You're a child that I chose. Jesus didn't come to show that we couldn't get it done. He come to show us how to get it done. And he goes on further down and he says, what then? <laughs> what then shall I say to these things? If God be for me. Nothing can be against me. Wish I'd have brought up near. So that you could have come up. <laughs> See, it's just like all of us. If you pull something out of your life, it's going to be dirty. You better be careful. Don't be showing everybody. Some things are better left. I wonder how many of you have them here. Man, this is too small. I got a big head. One's a regular and one's five times. So look at the regular. I wonder how many of you have a mirror. Do you have a mirror? You got a phone. Guarantee you got a phone because yours goes off. You, yours tells me about the weather. So I know you got a phone. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Maybe even if you get, can we just do something? Will, will you flatter me? Will you, for the first time at one church, pull your phones out. Don't be talking and don't be texting and don't be reading stories. Pay attention. Don't be Facebooking, crackbooking, gramming, and all that other stuff they got out there. Man, I was introduced to a, a, what is it, Instagram now, Instagram message now. I'm, what? Can't we just text? <laughs> just take. Hey, can you use a filter? Just asking. You can use, you can use my wife's myrrh. I want you, look, I want you to participate. I want you to participate. Y'all got your mirrors? You got your phone? I want you to participate. Hold them up. Hold them up. If you got a mirror, got your phone, hold them up. I want to see them. All right. Sean, I know you got a phone. Pick it up, boy. Duh. Hush mouth. It ain't it ain't just on there. I want I want you got your camera not your text messages, not talking to somebody on Facebook, 
You got your cameras on, so and you got it reversed so that you can see you. Don't point them at me. Don't be looking. Because listen, listen, I'm, I'm not that reflection that you need. Well, that's what I'm trying to do, get you to the camera. He said, I can get to the camera. Now you say you can get to the camera. We'll get to the camera. And all that. And we're out here struggling, and we can't get to it. Yeah, we'll turn it around. Maybe. Uh-oh. I know it should be, but it ain't. Don't y'all. Y'all going to stop that there, dude. Y'all gonna stop like this ain't this ain't an iPhone. Got your phone? Yep. Flatter me. Look at yourself. Flatter me. Look at yourself. Tell yourself what you see. Don't fix your hair. I mean. I can't, I can't take it. They, they look at stuff and they're fixing their hair, checking their lipstick, mascara. Look at yourself. Tell, tell yourself. What do you see? What do you see? Who's that person? What do, you, what do you think you're missing? What do you feel like that you lack? What do you, what's your struggles? What's your pains? Man, God threw a dart from heaven. And it's stuck in a place called Golgotha. And that dart says, you are who he says you are. See, it was, it was on this that all of your troubles, all of your issues, all of your pains, all of your self, your self issues was hung on this cross. And it's by Jesus dying for you that has allowed you an opportunity to once again to become the image of God. He ain't as ugly as some of you. Did I say that out loud? I'm just trying to make sure you wait. Listen, I don't want you to listen to me. God loves you for who you are in him. Not for what someone else has created you to become. And do me a favor. I was talking this morning. Do, do me a favor. Once you become the redeemed. Well, you know what? Let me go ahead and smack. I'm going to hit religion again. Because you wasn't saved when you ran to the altar and asked for forgiveness. You were saved a long, long time ago. You just didn't receive it. Because he died when we was in the midst of our filthiness. We were saved then. We just hadn't received it. And it's the same thing with loving others. You you can't love someone else if you do not know that you're loved and you feel that you've received that love. 
I can't give you something I don't have. You're worth it. He sang it to us. That he thought I was worth saving. I was worth keeping. I was worth dying for. My wife said that to me when I got married. But then, look, come on, listen. Church, are you with me this morning? I mean, has this just... I know, I know I am all up in your living room. Sometimes I used to think, okay, God, I got the right thing. This morning, I know. See, some of you will walk out of here this morning delivered. Your posture won't be the reflection of what others said about you. (laughs) Y'all do know that sin means to be bent, right? You won't won't walk out of here doubled over this morning. Because now you've realized. I'm the righteousness of God. I might mess up, but guess what? I'm going to go back to my mirror. I'm going to see what God sees. Listen to me. You talk to yourself more than you talk to anybody else during the day because you're crazy. (laughs) But you... The most important relationship you can work on is a relationship with you. Because we spend more time with ourselves than we spend with anybody. And the problem with that is we listen too much to what we say about us. Because the voices inside Tommy Second Corinthians, and I'm I'm done. God's not done, but I'm done. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, but who? Or it says, but we all. So who does that include? Does it include you? Okay, so it's but I with unveiled face. Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. I'm being transformed in the same image. Dear God in heaven. How many of you feel like that today? You're better today than you were yesterday. You're closer to God today than you were yesterday. You're better inside you today than you were yesterday. If you're not, see, this is the thing that we got to understand. Being transformed, becoming like. Because of who he said we were. Whatever a man thinketh in his heart. So is he. So if you feel defeated, guess what? You're defeated. If you feel unaccepted, guess what? You're unaccepted. 
you feel unwanted, guess what? You're unwanted. If you feel ugly, guess what? You're ugly. You feel fat, guess what? You're fat. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> 